Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week I'm going to talk a little bit about grief and honoring your grief during the holidays, really during all the times, but often during this time of year when things are dark, darker than usual here in the Northern Hemisphere, and uh, we have all these celebrations that are happening around us, our grief can take on this whole new form. Whether a loved one has been gone a day or years, you know, my dad's been gone. This is my 11th Christmas without him. Uh, And I still miss him like crazy. And I still have moments of crying and feeling just that profound loss and sadness of his absence. Uh, And I feel the joy too. So it's not going to be a real long episode today, my friends, but I just, I wanted to touch in because I, within my circle of people that I know right now, have multiple people who have lost a loved one here in the last couple months. And I know that that first, um, every, every, let me say this differently, every anniversary that comes along after you lose someone. So whether it's a holiday or a birthday or, or a death day, um, you know, those days tend to be little signifiers of that person not being here any longer uh, in a more loud way than maybe the day-to-day. And when grief is fresh, it's so much bigger and it's so consuming, these waves that wash over us. And it is waves, you know, there's moments where you're feeling completely functional and the next minute you're brought totally to your knees. So I want to acknowledge everybody who's grieving, whether you're grieving a recent loss or the loss of somebody many, many years ago. I I just want to acknowledge all of you and recognize that this time of year can be extra hard. All all losses are hard at any time, but but the added uh, holiday pressures (laughs) that many of us feel that are all too real for so many uh, can just be so amplified. And, and it's complicated. So I wanted to share with you some ideas for ritual, some, some ritual that you can do, uh, to, to honor your grief and to honor your loved one. So one of my favorite things to do is to share stories. And this may or may not resonate for you because obviously there is not medicine in everything for everyone. It is not one size fits all. But Sharing stories about someone who has passed can be a really, really special way to remember, to connect with other people who are also in their grief. You know, all of our griefs are different because it is really born of the relationships that we hold with people. So when those people are gone, uh, our grief is going to have a different flavor than somebody else because our relationship was different than what theirs was. And grief is really the flip side of love. So the depth of your love often, you know, kind of shows you the way to the depth of your grief, for lack of a better way of saying that. So sharing stories is a fabulous way to be able to remember 
sometimes it can be too painful to share stories and that's okay. It's There's a book by Megan Devine. Uh, I hope I said her last name right, called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. It's a really great book for folks who are grieving. Uh, and it's just important to remember that it's totally okay if you're not feeling okay and if you're not feeling like you want to do any of the things I'm about to suggest. But it may come to a time where you do. And so I want you to have some of these in your back pocket. So as I was saying, telling stories, telling stories with a group, maybe even writing memories down. You could even write memories down on a piece of paper and uh, cut them into strips and then create a chain and either decorate your tree if you celebrate uh, with a holiday tree uh, or a chip, like a paper chain, you know, uh, or you can put that paper chain up on the wall. If you choose colorful pieces of paper, it makes it that much more cheerful, but it also carries that energy of that remembrance there in your home. And every time you see it, you will feel into one of those memories. And sometimes that can be overwhelming. And sometimes it can also bring a smile to your face. So that's something you might consider. Also, uh, looking at pictures this time of year of past holidays, remembering favorite holidays, uh, favorite holiday traditions. My grandfather used to always wear these red socks with green Christmas trees on them at Christmas. And after he passed away, I was gifted those socks. And I sure as heck wear those every single Christmas, no matter what, (laughs) whether they go with my outfit or not, I'm wearing the socks. So that's a tradition and a ritual uh, that I do to honor my grandfather at Christmas. Uh, so there's things like this that you might you might be able to tap into around family traditions or certain things that people did and taking on that role, embodying that role, or even just talking about and honoring that role. Another ritual that I hold very close to my heart, and that was actually my own saving grace during my own grief process, uh, was having an altar. So creating an altar uh, for your loved one or loved ones. And we talk about this at Samhain, right? Let's create an ancestor altar that's part of our celebration as the veils are thin. And all of that is totally true and great time to do that. But it doesn't mean you can't leave it up all year. I remember I used to do a lot of home visits for another job, and uh, I remember one time going to somebody's house, and they had taken a paper plate and turned it into a wreath, you know, some of you may have seen this craft, and then put a picture of their mom in the middle of it, and it had a place. When you first walked in the door, there was just this uh, plate on the wall in a wreath, and a paper plate wreath, and there were candles. Um like battery operated candles underneath it. And I asked about it and that was just their, their altar to their mom who had passed away. So it doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't have to go out and get all of the candles and get all of the, you know, fancy frames and the altar cloth and all of that. You totally can if you want to. But sometimes the simple act of taking a photo and some object to light it, uh, you know, whether it's a battery operated candle or a real one, and just having that in a space where you pass it throughout the day and see that, it can give you that feeling of remembrance and connection. Um, and it can activate some of that sadness too. And that's okay. You know, the only way that you get through grief is to feel it. And I don't know if you ever fully get through it. 
uh, I think what it comes down to is that you learn to live with it and the waves become smaller and you still feel it. And like I said, here I am 11 years later and I still have waves of grief about losing my dad, but I can live with it. We learn to live with it. It becomes a part of us. It becomes a tap piece of our tapestry of our life, um, of ourself. So, so here, there's just a few things, uh, that I wanted to offer to you, telling stories, creating memory chains, uh, creating an altar. These are all really lovely things, ritual type things that you can do with intention to work with your grief, to honor your grief, to honor those that have passed. What is remembered lives. So the final piece of this, as I said, this is going to be short today, friends, but the final piece of this is that, um, I want you to really, if you're grieving, if you've had a loss, to really tune in to what feels good to you and don't make yourself do all the things that don't feel good. So if it doesn't feel good to gather with family, you don't have to. Um, what so often happens is we push ourselves into these situations and then we fall back on old coping patterns that might not be in our best interest in the long run. And the holidays can bring that out anyway, but you throw a little grief in the mix and uh, it can get really out of hand. So listen to what you need. If it feels good to go or you feel like you absolutely have to go and be around your family um, and it becomes overwhelming, leave. Set limits, hold your boundaries the best you can. Uh, it's it's one day, it's one year, and you have to take care of you. So be gentle, not forceful with yourself. And yeah, I think I think those are my main the main points I wanted to offer to you uh, during this season. And I'll be back next week with with a little more in-depth, longer podcast. Uh, But for this week, we'll just keep it simple and short. Remember, take care of yourself. Be gentle. Feel your feelings. And know that when you use ritual as a way to work with what's happening for you, you actually are moving the energy through and working with it intentionally. And that's a really powerful thing. So... Take good care of yourselves and keep it magical. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like... Some cold stars and a little comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. It, That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or, wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. (laughs) There must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net.
Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.